Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm in Denver, Colorado, a very contrast city compared to where I was previously. I departed Las Vegas, uh, not yes, yeah, yesterday, uh, and flew over. It was 22 and sunny, and I arrived at a snowstorm, if you can believe it or not, which is absolutely bonkers, going from one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, there was snow in my hair. Uh, I, I literally, there was one of these crazy stories where I, I hear from people who've lived in Canada, for instance, where they talk about how if you have hairspray in your hair and it gets so cold outside that your hair sticks. Well, I had wax in my hair yesterday and when I walked from the station to my hostel, by the time I got here, there was enough snow in my hair that my I, when I put my hand through my hair, uh, the ice had frozen within the wax. So I had to go wash my hair afterwards, which was madness. Uh, never occurred before in my life. Uh, and it was so strange having this contrast between the one and the two. Anyway, Denver, Colorado, another city to be visiting, uh, another city of nature, reminds me very much of Oaxaca within um, Mexico in the sense that uh, surrounded by mountains, but that is the only common theme between the two. There is nowhere near as much liveliness because of the cold, because it's dead of winter, and nowhere near uh, as much energy as the hostel that I was staying at in. Uh, one thing I have discovered since being in the US is that the hostels seem to have a lack of travellers, believe it or not. It is very strange to me that the hostel scene contains no less more people who are either from the US, uh, staying in hostels, people who are doing business, uh, or people who are, you know, just travelling who are from the US. It, it was very strange to me. I, I've never, this, this hasn't really occurred before. Uh, I've been to the US before and I stayed in a hostel in New York, but I thought when I was in New York that there was relatively a good energy that might be because of New York and and the the bumping vibes that it provides but it feels to me as if there's something slightly off and I'm gonna get into some of the uh, things that I've let's say witnessed since being in the USA so we're gonna talk about San Francisco because the last podcast I was in San Diego talking about my current travels I've been to San Francisco I've been to Las Vegas and I'm currently in Colorado Denver Colorado Denver Colorado is a quite a, a suburban city it's very much something that the the small town city I would class as in comparison to the metropolis that is Los Angeles uh, and the biggest city that is San Francisco uh, and obviously the strip that is Las Vegas. Very different compared to the two. And like I said, the fact that I've had to put on cold weather clothing since coming to the US or for Mexico that matter is the strangest thing wearing jeans and a jumper. you know, it's only going to be for three days because I'm going to Austin, Texas after this where it is 22 degrees right now and I will be back in shorts and I will be back into the warm weather gear uh, and I will be back for, I think that's all the way until the next podcast, I will be in the sunny south of the US. So this is a temporary uh, sort of occurrence to be happening being in the cold weather and I am you know, actually existing within the winter. I thought I could press that skip button and get past it, but no, I forgot that Colorado is a cold state. Uh, Nonetheless, I was prepared and ready for it because by the time, uh, when I was packing 
for traveling to both Mexico and US, I knew that I was going to have mixed weather, whether it be within New York, for instance, or within Colorado, or within some of the colder states, uh, such as Washington DC, which is another destination I shall be hitting while in the USA. But let's get into San Francisco. San Francisco is a beautiful city. I'm starting off, I think, I you know, out of all the places I've been so far, San Francisco is a naturally beautiful city with fantastic views, a beautiful shoreline with a, a lovely waterfront, uh, lovely ups and downs. It's very, the elevation goes up and down. The perfect city for running. They've got a amazing strip along the towards the Golden Gate Bridge and back which I ran and it was just there were so many runners and it gave me so much energy to see so many people getting after it and really enjoying life and and you know pushing themselves and it was beautiful because it was like six o'clock in the evening the sun was coming down and all these runners going back and forth and you don't get to see that where you know very often in the UK. I may see one or two runners every now and then. If I'm in London, I'll see many more. But the weather is nowhere near as nice, and the strip that you run down is nowhere near as scenic. But what I will get into with San Francisco, and as the title of this uh, video slash podcast will come across as, is there is a homeless problem. A homeless homeless problem in the US period like it's not just one state I'm in Denver I still see a homeless problem here I've been to three different states so far California Nevada and and Colorado every single one of them has had a homeless problem doesn't matter and it's not just that there's a homeless problem it's a homeless problem with crazy homeless people it's the difference between the United States and the United Kingdom is we have homeless right homeless people ask for money that's fine you know to get a warm bed at night or to get drugs let's not be around the bush here to get some hard hard drugs but there's also you know they're not you know they they are down and out but they're not nuts which is exactly what the u.s homeless people are talking to themselves out loud like going crazy it seems to be people shitting and pissing in random places in public which is just unheard of in the United Kingdom. Yes, they shit and piss in places, but it seems to at least have the bloody decency to do it in private. My God. I mean, maybe I'm naive and I'm just ignoring it in the United Kingdom, but coming to the US is like a shock to the system. I literally was walking through to go to the subway to get to the airport. So two people were doing friggin' smoking crack out of the friggin' tin foil you do to cook uh, food with, just on the subway steps. What's that about? Like, this is meant to be one of the richest cities in the world. Like, and you've got homeless people smoking crack on the subway. Like, my God, America. Like, some of my favourite podcasts in the world are from here. But do they, as, as hell, like, put a sort of sparkle on this country? I love it here. Don't get me wrong. But my goodness, you need to sort out your homeless. Maybe get some therapists... You know, if the amount of money that goes in and out of this country, you should be able to afford to be able to get your homeless off the streets and into some men mental institutions for, to help them. Maybe I'm being a little bit over the top, but my God, to, when tourists come to visit your country and they see people doing crack openly in the middle of the friggin' day, like, that's not a good sign about your city. That's, like, you need to really think about what you're doing. This is San Francisco, and 
San Francisco as a place and the people I met while there was absolutely amazing. So this put a dampener on it, to say the least. But am I going to go on about it? Because it is absolute madness. Maybe the people listening right now are like, Chris, I'm from the United States. This is very silly of you to say. This is just a left-leaning state that is too lax on this. And it doesn't happen in the red states. Well, I will find out when I go to Austin and Dallas and Houston. When I go there, and if I see the same thing, I will be pissed because that means it won't be a political move it will be a problem period full stop end of exclamation mark in the united states period because i know for a fact it happens in the new york as well and they're just as crazy as they are in los angeles so it says to me right now that yes there's homeless but it's not just like there's homeless it's nuts homeless it is crazy anyway enough of me going on a rant that's i'll stop it there but Please, people who are traveling to the United States, be prepared. Because if you're not like me, someone who is lucky enough to be a relatively, you know, broader looking gentleman who's happy to get into a scrap if it needs be, but like will not take any shit from anybody if they come up to him in the middle of the street and tr- try friggin' asking for money from him. You're not gonna, like, you need to make sure that you're willing to. Willing to ignore the aggrievances that are going on around you and to enjoy your holiday nonetheless. I thought I'd put it out there nonetheless. I'm sorry about the run and I'm being a little bit silly. I'm not going to get into a scrap. I just want the, the you know, you've got to portray that you're, you're willing to have the confidence to be able to walk past people when that is happening. Moving on. San Francisco, I recommend visiting it. Even when you're seeing stuff like that, that's in downtown. If you're going to the Golden Gate Bridge, if you're going to the Golden Gate Bridge Park, if you're going to the Twin Peaks, if you're going to the Mission District, all of those places are incredible. They are great, they're clean, they're amazing to visit. And they are definitely for the tourists and they're definitely um, really propped up and, and have accessibility. And San Francisco as a... Um, ability to transport is fantastic as well you've got the trams you've got the public metro you've got the um, buses that are going on so again much better than los angeles i actually rate san francisco higher on a scale of one to ten than los angeles because even though i went to santa monica and really enjoyed santa monica santa monica is more of a a city within a city and the fact that San Francisco is a lot smaller than Los Angeles to me is actually a bonus because you can get around on foot. It took me a full day to be able to see the whole of Los uh, of San Francisco. I walked around all all on foot. I may have caused myself a little bit of an injury on the old calf muscle, but a sacrifice I'm willing to make uh, in terms of being able to like physically and 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 feel like you've actually visited a place and really got to know it. So San Francisco amazing the fact that you can uh go from san francisco to yosemite yosemite park is amazing that's one of the things i did i took a day trip it cost me 165 dollars that's quite a lot of money to spend uh i will get into las vegas in a minute which is gonna overshadow all of that but 165 dollars for a full day trip where the driver takes you from your hostel all the way to yosemite which is a three-hour drive and back again shows you the entire park you can go out on your own go walk and hike on your own 
Uh, you will have to bring your own food, but you will see probably some of the best views and nature that I've ever seen in, in the world. It's just that awe-inspiring. It's got a real unique look to it. The size and grandness about seeing um, El Capitan and hearing about how the rock climbers, you know, just free climbed it, some of them. I think it was Alex Connell who did that, and it is absolutely astonishing to hear somebody do that. When you see the physical size of this mountainside and the lack of grip and how flat it is, it just makes it even more impressive to hear that he did it and the way he did it. So rock climbing heaven, uh, for me personally, I spoke to my tour guide and he wished we'd he'd brought a uh, a crash mat so that we could have a little bit of uh, actual rock climbing in there. But that's life. You can always I can always go back to Yosemite and and do something like that. Uh, I'm not going to do the 15 hour rock climbing sessions where they do uh, climb up halfway, stop, come back down, eat some food then go back to their base camp and climb again again, because that's nuts. I mean, I'm not that into rock climbing, sadly. <laughs> but still, if you are somebody who is into nature, is into the history behind natural uh, national parks, then you'll love visiting Yosemite. And Yosemite is so refreshing compared to being in a city. Getting out of the city and going into nature is a real treat, especially in the USA where it's got huge national parks that are always worth going to visit. I'm actually thinking that if I can get out of maybe Colorado at some point, the thing is I've booked enough things where I may not be able to leave Denver and I've booked myself into Austin, Dallas, Washington DC and then New York that it's all going to be a little bit too tight together to be able to do something outside of Denver. Which is upsetting, but that means I have something to look forward to next time. I can always come back to Boulder and Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, sorry, to be able to get into that natural side of things of in Colorado. So I've spoken about San Francisco. I went on and around about the homeless. Uh, I will quickly speak about San Francisco's food and you know they've got such a lot to offer you've got the the american diners you've got the um what are they called you've got a fantastic uh chinese uh area to to go visit to be able to get chinese food uh the there is an asian vibe to san francisco so you have that opportunity to eat there and you have so many other you know pizza you've got everything you want so i think the greatest thing about the us in terms of food is that there is such variety that you never have any any problem with finding food what i will say is that i do find it a little bit troublesome that if you do try to look for fresh food that's high in protein it's relatively difficult you are going to be eating um if you aren't going out for a dinner and you aren't cooking you're not gonna be able to get like a fresh sandwich that you do in the uk which is something that i kind of miss is like the ability to find like a you can find a fresh sandwich from like a 7-eleven every now and then but it's just kind of it's difficult to get into um the ins and outs i think at the end of the day i'm being a little bit lazy because i as i said before i am not cooking while i'm traveling uh 
I am starting to realize these little things that I used to, because I, I realized like how much I cook. I cook every day when I'm in the UK. Like I cook for myself every day, in day in, day out. And I think that I'm, you know, I've got a pretty high standard for the level of cooking that I'm looking for. That is something that my family have always enriched me with is good food and enjoying it and making it nutrition like really healthy my my mum at an early age you know i'd go to school with a packed lunch that was completely different to everyone else's it was always made by homemade by my mum and credit to her she was doing it in the early 2000s when there wasn't a massive health uh, thing going on maybe I think the biggest thing at the time was Jamie Oliver going around schools to do healthy lunches and I remember one of the kids I grew up with said that oh he hated Jamie Oliver because he was changing all the school, school foods and that always made me laugh because at home we had such a, a healthy in comparison to everyone else that, that I, was, I was growing up with so it, it's it's kind of difficult for me here where I'm really going out of my way to find places. I'm having to go to like Trader Joe's and and um, what's it called the oh, healthy food market. That's it begins with the W. Yeah, it will come to me. But basically, I'm I'm trying my best to stay healthy. Uh, I haven't you know I haven't weighed myself yet. Uh, it has been two weeks since being in the US, so I am I am gonna go to the gym tomorrow and find out what weight I'm at. I found a fantastic gym near me near me in Denver that gave me a three day free pass shout out to them that's you know i think they're called um strength strength something give me two seconds because I, I would like I, I really do believe in like recommending places especially when they give you a three-day free pass um to be able to come work out at their place uh, especially if you're in denver and you are like me and you want to work out every day and you don't want to miss a day and you just want to find the gym work out to get it done then I would definitely recommend coming to. Duh, 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 duh. Bear with, bear with, bear with, bear with. Bear with. Summit Strong. Got it. There you go. Summit Strong. Big up. Great gym. Uh, multiple squat racks. They got everything you need there. You know, you got all, all the equipment you're going to need to be able to. And they've even got a boxing section to be able to uh, get some of your cardio in. They got obviously the running machines and stuff like that. But the the main section of the gym is is based around their squat racks and their bench press areas and 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 you know bodybuilding and and, and that area, which I really appreciate because you can be kind of tactical in what you want to do and be a little bit free flowing. And they've got classes, but I'm not really into that. I did one of those classes in Los Angeles, and I felt like it wasn't hard, not to sound like a dickhead when it comes down to fitness, but it wasn't tough enough for me. I wanted more. I wanted to feel, you know, that I'd really got the reps in, and that can feel a little bit annoying, especially when you, you know, you go into the session, and you are come out, and you're like, didn't feel that, you know, when you feel like you're only at 50% is not always a good thing. You want to be hitting further than that. Anyway. Back to Las Vegas. So I went to Vegas, and here's the thing. Vegas isn't for me. I'm not a gambler. I, what I love about playing poker and blackjack is who I'm playing it with. 
one of my closest friends, Jonathan Edwards, organized a fantastic event where we went and played poker with multiple of his friends, and I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought that's exactly what it was. It was a great way for all of the lads who didn't really play poker very often to just enjoy the game, and the best thing about it wasn't the fact that who won. It was about, like, oh, who can win this hand against the other person, and who'd, like, beaten the other person the, the hand before. That was the best part. That, for me, is the fun. When you're playing against other people, you're playing on the machines that you don't know, it's just dead. It's really not, it's, you know, I played, I, I spent a hundred bucks, a hundred dollars the entire time I was in Vegas. I was in Vegas for two days, $50, $50 a night while I was staying at the Bellagio. And yeah, it's just not for me. But what I will tell you what was kind of interesting was the beautiful strip. Like I... I can appreciate the lights, the glamour, the the sparkle that Vegas has. It's got the you know the the monuments from each of the countries, and I really like the view from my room, the Bellagio, was get, had this great view onto the Strip, and I loved that. I, that that was really nice. It was nice to relax. It was nice to. They had a free gym there as well. I know, keep talking about gym, but having that ability to work out de-stresses me. Has that wind down time. And allows me to make you know enjoy the rest of my day and one of the other things that i did while in vegas was i went to the cirque du soleil and i also went to the prime state steakhouse both recommendations from again the, the big jonathan edwards here on on recommendations for vegas uh i think that the cirque du soleil was again Maybe I didn't appreciate it enough, but here's another rant for you. It's because the two people next to me who were watching it didn't shut the fuck up the entire time. It was an hour and a half show. They spoke, I tell you not, the entire time. And even, like, the only time that there was silence was when the, the guy went back to the loo and then came back again. They were from, and I'm guessing here, from Eastern Europe. And... They sounded like Turkish to me, but I'm not going to make a judgment. It really annoyed me. Just non-stop. Really un like under the breath. And I was just... Maybe that ruined the show for me. But I can appreciate the level of athleticism, the choreography, the uh, use of water. Like, the, the soleil within uh, the Bellagio is incredible. And I think I paid £80 for it for the show. It's totally worth that. And I think that the seat I got, which was so close to the stage, really gave an impact. I think it would have been so much better if I wasn't sat next to these two people who wouldn't just friggin' stop talking. You're seeing a once-in-a-lifetime thing here, and you, you're, you like, pointing and talking and pointing out to your wife, like, every five seconds, like, look at this, look at that, look at this. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're ruining it for me. And I imagine the people behind me were annoyed as well. So, yeah putting out there if you're the type of person who goes to the cinema or any other sort of exhibition and you start talking in the middle of it i will be very quiet because my anger and rage will be silenced by my inner buddhist trying to tell me not to rip your head off um because my dad taught me to be a gentleman and being a gentleman means being quiet during these things and keeping your thoughts to yourself because you're not a teenager anymore you're an adult so, Daddy Chris is going to stop giving you advice and stop talking to you like you're a child and start talking to you like you're an adult, which means, please, for the love of God, don't talk during cinema 
art exhibition or any sort of show because it will ruin it for other people anyway enough you've got two rants for the price of one podcast today guys uh, I, ladies and gentlemen i promised myself i wouldn't say uh, ah i didn't say you guys i said guys uh, but it's still just as bad just as bad anyway the inner eddie izzard coming out there the the thing about vegas right is that the price so you're you pay for your room and i paid 135 pounds a night which is well overpriced i wouldn't ever spend that ever again it's a once in a lifetime thing i'll never stay in vegas ever again but i can like i the price you're paying isn't just the 135 you're also paying the 75 pounds uh of the resort fee which is just a hidden it's not hidden i knew about it thankfully but is it worth the 300 pounds total for two nights Sorry, not £300, £350. It's hard to say, really. Because if you're a gambler and you love you know, being in a casino, then you're going to love it. But if you're like me and you want adventure and you want to do other things and you're paying that price, it's kind of like... Uh, and you're surrounded by... Every restaurant is well overpriced. So I went to a PF Chang's and I spent like $44 on a meal that felt like I could have got it from a takeaway back in the UK. It wasn't great. It was uh, it was very bang average and the price was well overpriced. I will tell you though that Prime Steakhouse was, again, fantastic steak, really good steak, but for thankfully because of my $100 credit that the... Um, hotel gave me because of who I booked through uh, I spent $20 on it but the actual bill was $120 do I think that that steak was worth $120 probably not because I've had just as good steak in the UK for probably around £50 which is a lot cheaper than that yes it's in Vegas so I have to take that into account but I still think this is very useful information for people going to Vegas who thinking of staying in like a big, you know, spendy place like the Bellagio. It was a lovely luxury for me, but I am happy to stay in hostels uh, and Airbnbs rather than in hotels because it is well overpriced for what you're getting. It is the exact same standard stuff. Uh, the buffet as well, it's called the buffet at the Bellagio as well, is $60. Thankfully, I only had to pay... I think I got it for free because of my um, free breakfast, including in the £135 a night. It's just a buffet. There's nothing... They put like, oh, it's the biggest thing and like it's, it's something you'll never experience again. It's exactly the same. It's just... It's like going to a... Um, oh, what's that unlimited buffet in the UK called? Oh, it's going to come to me. It's like it begins with a C. Da, 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 da. Oh, well, not going to come to me. But, that you know, it's exactly like a normal buffet. It's got, like, every food you can think of, and you have the ability to do that. And, and, and I, I thought, for the price you're paying, again, overpriced as well. It's just because it's on site. It's just because it's on the Vegas Strip. However, on top of all of me moaning about all of these things, Vegas is fantastic at night. I loved watching um, 
the water coming out the front of the Bellagio, the lovely fountain and everything. I played Ocean's Eleven music in the background while I was watching it because I really love that movie and I love having soundtracks playing in the back in while I'm in real life. It makes me feel part of the, the movie experience is bringing it with you into real life sometimes and having adventures that can be linked back to the sound and having that uh, excellent reference to. So I think that... Uh, Having those things in Vegas really meant a lot to me, especially being able to uh, get run-in down the Vegas Strip. I've always dreamed of doing that, always dreamed of running up and down the Vegas Strip for a while now. Uh, I think because Goggins got it in my mind when he talked about his marathon that he ran on broken legs running up and down the Vegas Strip. Obviously, I only did five miles, but it was still, it was really nice to tick that off. It was really nice to tick off staying at the Bellagio. It was really nice to be able to see the Cirque du Soleil and eat amazing steak. But the price wrapped around it feels just, maybe I'm a little bit of a cheapskate, maybe that's what's coming across right now. But I feel that every bone in my body is saying to me that for someone my age, and even even like, you know, for someone who's my age and has money as well, would I recommend it? Probably not. I would probably say just skip Vegas maybe or if you are into gambling go to Vegas stay stay at the Bellagio and you'll love it but if you're not not a gambler like me maybe skip it it was still worth saying I've been there and I can say say that when I'm older and when I die <laughs> you know it's it's on it's on the it's on the gravestone but so that was it that was San Francisco uh that was Vegas and now I'm in Denver, Colorado, and like I said, I arrived during a snowstorm, which was madness, absolute madness to be able to uh, get off the plane, get get on the train, and just see fields of white. Coming from sunny Vegas, where it was beautiful, I was wearing shorts all day, and t-shirts, and, and the same with San Francisco, and with, um, da, 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 uh, with Los Angeles as well. And with the whole of the time I was in Mexico, it was so strange coming here and, and being in and jeans and, a t and, and like jumper and a jacket. Of course, like I said, I'm moaning about nothing because I'll be back in the sun in, in, in a few days. But while I am in, in Denver, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I'm going to chill. I'm going to take some photos of the local art. I've uh, been up and down the local parks, walked around there. I'm going to go to this really interesting uh, exhibition tomorrow night, which I'm really looking forward to taking photos of there as well. And uh, I think I'm going to go and watch the newest Spider-Man tonight as well, which is something that I haven't had a chance to do uh, since it came out in like early January and I've been on holiday the entire time. So that's the only downside is sometimes you miss some of the little things that you really enjoy and uh, the cinema for me is one of those things but that's a very small sacrifice to make when you're having one of the trip of a lifetimes so for the plan from here like i said i will be doing the following over the next coming two podcasts and two weeks uh oh actually it might be three podcasts you never know i think this is what's going to be the plan so because i've booked it now and I love a little bit of planning. I love it. You know, if I, let's get close to the mic. I love when I have a plan. It feels like the A team. I love it when a plan comes together. I love it when a plan comes together. There is nothing more makes me happier knowing that I've planned everything out. 
and don't have to worry about it from there. There's something really exciting about that, and I have that in the workplace as well. If if I have flex, you know, if I have everything up in the air, I, there's nothing but anxiety within me. But if I have everything planned, oh, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so I'll be in Denver until Monday. Monday I'll fly to Austin. From Austin I'll go to Tex uh, to Dallas, Texas. Uh, from Dallas I'll fly to Washington D.C. and then from D.C. I'll spend six days in New York City, my favorite city in the U.S. Uh, and I can't wait to spend that long period of time there. So you'll get a podcast on Texas, on Washington D.C. and uh, New York, and then a roundup, like overall traveler's guide podcast on. Uh, the following weekend where I will be back in the United Kingdom uh, planning my next stages of my career, uh, of my life and getting into a, a schedule of making some moolah again which I am looking forward to doing and I'm looking forward to uh, taking on a new challenge like I said, uh, I thought I was going to work while I was travelling but actually I really like the separation I like being able to being on holiday and then not being on holiday and I love that separation because it makes you appreciate both sides of things if you're on holiday you appreciate the home life if you're at home you appreciate the uh, on being on holiday so that there is that fantastic luxury for, for my life where I can have the choice uh, and the time and the money to be able to do these things and I will never ever take that for granted because I've worked hard enough to be able to get to this position in the first place and I hope that you will too and that you'll just become as happy as I am from being able to do what you you love and from what I'm doing to be make what I love. Really nice way to end the podcast. Uh, I can't wait to see what what more Denver's got to offer uh, and I, by the time I speak next uh, next time to you guys I will be uh, in Dallas so till then this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast this has been Chris's Corner I've been your host Chris Taylor and as always I hope to see you this time next week bye now